Hey guys, before we get into the episode, you all know I'm a huge fan of fashion and I have been ever since I was a little girl. And my first job, by the way, was actually at Macy's. And my love for fashion began when I started there because I worked in the fragrance department, but of course my eye was always on the clothes and the makeup and everything related to style. But here's the thing, my relationship with Macy's didn't end once my days of asking people walking by if they wanted a sample of the latest scents came to an end. Nearly 20 years later, I still find myself choosing Macy's time and time again for literally everything. It's become a really beautiful full circle moment that they've been such amazing supporters of our show for so long. And when it comes to shopping, they have everything you need, whether I need a last minute outfit or Kevin needs a last minute outfit for our friend's wedding. We always head to Macy's. They've got us covered. So if you're in need of some retail therapy, perhaps, or looking to spruce up your home or your lifestyle, check out Macy's friends. I've curated a list of some of my favorite items that have helped me upgrade so many parts of my life, really my fashion the most, but of course home and baby and so much more. So check the link in the description and happy shopping Hill Squad. I like to say that hair is a woman's best accessory. And thanks to my friends at Way, they make it possible to have good hair days every day. Let me tell you, Way's hair oil has become a game changer in my hair care routine. So if you're ready to have good hair days every single day, you got to check out Way. Head over to the Way, T H E O U A I dot com to check out their products. And here's a little treat for you guys use the promo code Heel Squad for 15% off your purchase. Yep, the Way, T H E O U A I dot com, promo code Heel Squad for 15% off. Hey everyone, it's Kelsey. And Jeff, and we are here to tell you a bit about our partner, Anchor. We know that you're a fan of this podcast, and maybe you thought, hey, I want to make a podcast too. Well, we have great news for you guys. We want to tell you all about Anchor. It's the easiest way to make a podcast for a few reasons, but to start out, it's free. Plus, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and many more. Plus, you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Do it, you guys, and enjoy the show. I'm on a journey to get better, and I want to do it with you. And I'm not just focusing on physical health. I'm focusing on everything, emotional wellness, spirituality, finances, relationships, and so much more. Every week, it will be my personal goal to bring us, the world's leading healers, experts, and game changers, to share groundbreaking secrets and tips to getting better in all areas of life. Getting better isn't easy, but it's a whole lot easier when we can do it together. Welcome to Better Together with me, Maria Manu. Uh, we're raising the roof. <laughs> Steven makes us raise the roof. We forgot. And he's like, you're not raising your arms. The roof. Welcome back to Better Together, everybody. Happy Monday. Hope you're having a great day wherever in this hot-ass world you are. <laughs> it is indeed. It is, uh, it is a hot time in the world. It's a hot time in Europe, too. Uh, quote of the day, there is no perfect fit when you're looking for the next big thing to do. You have to take opportunities and make an opportunity fit for you rather than the other way around. The ability to learn is the most important quality a leader can have. Hmm, that's from Cheryl Sandberg. Lean in, women work, and will, and the will to lead. That's an interesting quote. You have to take opportunities and make an opportunity fit for you. That's kind of contrary to what we've been hearing on the show, where who was it recently that was saying you need to 
um, match qualities. Remember, somebody was talking about match qualities, yeah. and but I do know you've talked about Shelly, our, our guest for today, that she makes things work for her in a way that like she'll she'll meet people halfway, but she knows how to set up a situation for her to thrive. But that's in. different, like the particulars around like where you're going to meet people and yeah, that kind of stuff is different than okay, I'm going to go work for Fidelity investments um and this isn't quite the position i want i'm going to make this work for me i mean in the beginning i think you can do some of that kind of stuff as you're you know as long as it's going to be the right kind of trajectory for you like you that could be a stepping stone to the next thing but that's an interesting one i mean i think it works with i mean you were mentioning david epstein uh where he's talking about match quality where you're finding jobs thank you i couldn't remember and I think it works even with this quote, though, because if you can take an opportunity and make it into another opportunity, then it's the same thing as taking something that's a low match quality and finding the way to move it into something that is more match quality. Okay. For instance, Kevin always uses the example of me where I want to create television, but I work at AfterBuzz TV, but that has a direct line to that later on. Totally. So it kind of is like you have to take the opportunities that are presented and then you make them your opportunities yeah exactly like we're getting very close to creating our own television here so yeah you will be able to in fact do that exactly as long as you don't suck well that's gonna be the hardest part for me right (laughs) oh boy well welcome back uh, we do have a great guest today, Shelly Zalas. She is the first female chief executive ranked in the research industry top 25. She has changed the game and helped elevate feminine values in the workplace. She's devoted herself to becoming a mentor and role model to women and leaders in her industry. She is my friend. She has been on this show before. Uh, well, in different incarnations of my shows. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we're really excited to talk to her today about... Women in business, closing the deal, uh, kind of the state of female relationships in the workplace, some tips and tricks on how to kind of own your power in the workplace and how to make things work for you schedule-wise, because yeah. she's a gangster. She is. Yeah. Because I remember I had met her, but when we had her on your serious show, she was talking about mainly the female quotient, which is the company she's the CEO of, which is really, really, really cool mm-hmm. and all about equity in the workplace. But this is more about, I feel like, how she got there. Yeah. And that I'm so excited to hear about, because she is, what like you always say, she's a gangster. She, she is. She is. She's a gangster. Uh, anything cool you guys want to talk about before we get to the interview? I'm curious, kind of, because obviously you're an extremely successful businesswoman, which oftentimes isn't like known about you. What are the main things you've done? It, like, how do you approach business deals? Because sometimes it is hard for us as women when we're in a male-dominated industry. Is there something mm-hmm. you go into a meeting knowing you have to do or act like? Fascinating question, Scam. Uh, (laughs) I'm just myself. (laughs) I guess, well, I listen a lot, right? Because there are a lot of clues that people can leave in a business deal. You can see how eager they are to do business with you. You can see, um, like, for instance, I was in a situation recently where someone was playing aloof. Like, I don't really need this. This is just, and I was like, hmm, interesting ploy, buddy. You think I don't see this? Um, And then there are times when you can play a little bit back where, you know, it's funny because 
if you're desperate, they smell it. Mm -hmm. If you really want it, they smell it. So it's hard for someone like me because I'm super passionate and I wear it on my sleeve. So I'm like, oh, my God, I can't wait to do this. It's going to be so amazing. And then they know they have you. So what happens is, and I had to do this recently, I had to say, listen, I go with my heart. And, you know, if this isn't the right situation, then it's not the right situation. When you say stuff like that, boom, you get everything you want. But you have to be willing to walk away. Mm. You have to be willing for the other party to say, okay, for you to try to call their bluff and then for them to not be bluffing, basically. And be able to go with it. Yeah. And I'll be okay with it. So you have to, like, in life, listening is such an important skill. And I'm so glad that that's part of my job is to listen and I've interviewed thousands of people, and so I get to learn different things about body language. And then, you know, the astrologers I've talked to have said I've been really good in business in past lives, so that's why I have some innate qualities and abilities right now. Because I'm like, how do I know this shit? I don't know. My dad was a janitor. Like, why was? How do I know this stuff, Kevin? Every time we're in a meeting, I'll be kicking him under the table to shut up or don't say anything. And now he has it down. He knows. Like, he stays in creative. I'm on the business because I can read people really quick. So if you listen, you can see how eager they are to work with you. And then you can kind of, it's a tough thing to to teach because you have Mm -hmm. to be in the situations. Like, first of all, you have to read every deal. Don't ever have lawyers read, handle your deals and assume they're going to do everything right for you because they're humans too. And they're not you. So there might be things that you didn't think of. Or that you didn't see in the paperwork that you would have commented on. So when you're on the go 24-7 like me, guys, finding ways to make life easier is so important for my health and sanity. (laughs) And that's exactly what my friends at Macy's do for me. From working there as a teenager to now going to them for so many of my daily essentials, it's been my go-to for so many years. And having everything in one place is such a time saver for me. With being a first-time mom, for a while now, as you know, I've had plenty of those and being able to rely on them for all the things has been amazing. Plus having everything in one place has made being a new mom just a little bit easier for me. So I know we're all focusing on our families, our health, hopefully our jobs and everything in between, but it's time to make your life a little easier. And to help you out, I've curated all of my essentials from Macy's for you and the whole fam. All the details are in the show notes below, or you can just click the link in the description to get your hands on them too. I have some new picks on there. This little bomber jacket, this little black dress. You're gonna love it. I've read every contract all 20 years of doing this. Really? Start to finish every friggin' word. And I've gotten really good at it, and I've I've gotten to notice different things in there that need to be fixed or adjusted. And so I always suggest always read your contracts. Um, and then I've watched people like I I can be good, and I and sometimes I'm not in the negotiating way. Um, I've watched people with like very little talent who just have so much confidence and they're so the bravado and the balls on them. I've had people who work on my team as like hair and makeup or wardrobe get more than me. Wow. Where they're like, I need a limo. I need this. I need that. I want a five-star hotel. And I'm like, I was so scared to ask for those things because I didn't want to seem um, too much. I didn't want to seem, you know... Yeah, just too much. Like a de- you didn't want to be deemed a diva. Yeah, and then all of a sudden I'm looking around. And I'm like, she just got everything she wanted, and she's a stylist. And I'm like, what? 
How am I sitting in coach and you're in first class? That's hilarious. You know, so there's things like that where you start to realize it really isn't how you carry yourself and, and just asking for what you need. So sometimes when you're looking at something, you know, at a deal, you can try to get perks or you can really focus on on what you really need and what what's really going to make you happy because you're not going to get everything, right? You can't say I want $100,000 a year and I want first class and I want, you know, this and this and this. Like pick your battles. And so that's usually kind of the way I've done it. No, I think that's really smart. Howard Stern said that too before. Oh, He's really? like he goes just for the money and the perks he doesn't care about. You can get your own perks when you get the yeah. money. Yeah. That's true. So, and then the, you can, if you have a team, like they can help handle some of the logistics because it's probably a better look to keep all of your preferences out of their way. Cause yeah. you don't, yeah, they'll just, it's kind of tough. It really is tough yeah. on women because they, guys can do whatever they want and they can be total divas. I, like I said, I, I watch the Roger Ailes, um, the loudest voice. And the way he talks to Rupert Murdoch, there is just no way in in any kind of world I could have ever been so bold and so confidently, I don't know, I, I couldn't. It just wouldn't happen. That's incredible. But don't you think, which I'm excited to talk, hear. Actually, I'm going to ask yeah. Shelly about that. Yeah, <laughs> because I feel like the way that women can navigate emotions and intuition and compassion and empathy, if it's controlled, can be way stronger than just like playing hardball all the time. Yeah. So I think that will be a real. That's why I'm so excited for you guys to talk because you two both have a similar mindset, but in different, a little different of an industry. Yeah. Well, also, she's older. She's done this. In, in a different industry and succeeded so wildly and she's my mentor so mm-hmm. I look to her to kind of toughen myself up a little Yeah, like I've had people in my life whether it's attorneys or agents um, it's funny Kevin reminded me recently Lady Gaga's ex-boyfriend Christian Carino oh. he was a good friend of ours and he was like she could use some divaing up mm. And I think that they just watched me kind of get walked on <laughs> a lot, walked all over. Wow. Um, in terms of just, you know, they put you in a position to be so scared to ask for anything, to be called a diva. And so you just kind of don't know what to do. It's really hard. That's really interesting. Yeah. So people used to be like, you could use some diva up. And it wasn't just one person. It was a lot. What? Yeah. So I'm realizing, hmm, maybe I should start focusing on diva up. Stand back. <laughs> Plays Beyonce's diva. Whoa, <laughs> I like song. that. I um, wish YouTube let us play music. Seriously. <laughs> Rude. Well, listen, when you are in the booth, I want you to chime in and ask questions, too. I want Definitely. this to be um, a, a fluid convo for all of us to get everything we can out of this interview. So we are going to get to Shelly Zalas, female quotient leader. She's internationally renowned thought leader, pioneer. And a force for gender equality. Here comes Shelly Zellis. Thank you for being here, Shell. You know, I just I I wait for the next invitation to come. <laughs> I, I love being with you on this show, Maria. You Thanks. know how much fun we have. I love you. I just love being with you and soaking up all of the knowledge that you have. Uh, for the listeners' sake, who may have not heard you on Serious with me before, explain to people a little bit about your background in business and. 
I want to hear the accolades, of course. Oh, gosh. You know, my, my journey has been so zigzag. It is so nonlinear and nontraditional and um, definitely not in a textbook. That is for sure. Um, everything I've learned has been a journey, and I learn from everyone around me. And I think the most important part about my entire journey in my career so far has been based on a heartbeat moment. I have never made cognitive decisions from my head. It's always been where my heart takes me, and then I end up there and say, wow, this feels pretty good. Um, So I started in market research, traditional market research, and uh, in the survey business, and then had this very big idea to migrate research from the telephone, which is how we always did interviews, and the central location mall testing to the Internet. And it was um, in a day and age where only wealthy old men with broadband connections were online, And I thought, okay, well, someone has to start and create this new norm. And no one believed that I was right. So I left and started my own company called the Online Testing Exchange, OTX. Um, And it was pretty remarkable. I decided to start in the movie business. I knew nothing about movies. I knew nothing about movie research. I was a consumer packaged good expert. And I went to the chief research officer at Warner Brothers, who was everyone was doing mall intercept testing. And I said, I have this crazy idea to migrate research from offline to online. All I need is for you to give me everything you've ever tested in the mall, and I'm going to parallel test online until we figure out how to do this right, and we do it together. And I said, are you perfectly satisfied with your research company? He said, who's ever perfectly satisfied? I'm in. That's a great question, by the way, because you really leave him no option but to say no. <laughs> right. I mean, no one's ever perfectly satisfied. Yeah. I mean, you know, show me that company. I'll invest a lot of money in, in a perfectly satisfied, you know, customer base. But that was the opening. And it was, it was really interesting. And that was Warner Brothers. And, of course, then you go to Sony and you say, I have Warner Brothers. And then Sony says yes. And, and I was signing in as Jane Doe for so long because the person that pioneered movie research in malls. His name was Joe Farrell, and he was a legend. May he rest in peace. He passed, but he was brilliant, and I idolized him and respected him with such admiration, but he had exclusive contracts with all the studios, and so all the studios said, you know, you have to sign in as Jane Doe, because if he finds out that we're parallel testing, we're going to, you know, he was the horse whisperer on movies, and I said, okay. So I signed in literally as Jane Doe in studios. And he started saying, well, if you're going to work with her, he called me her. And I one day sat at a table with him and I said, Joe, I said, I so admire you. I said, and I'm pioneering something that's never been done. I don't even know if it's going to work. Um, I'll do it together with you, which never happened, of course. He declined. And he declined. but what Because was, he didn't believe in it? Or because, no, because he didn't he, want to partner with you? He had an you? empire. Okay. No one was able to break the empire until I came along. And I did something actually really smart because, you know, one of the things I want every listener to hear is there's always a way, there's always a solution. Everyone's going to tell you why not, but there's always a why yes. So when I heard the word exclusive contracts, you're done. You can't get in. So I looked at the contract and in the contract, it had an exclusive relationship with mall testing. There was Mm. no internet testing at the time. So I said to the studios, this says mall. I'm online. So it's not a problem. Guys, if you're listening in the booth, remember what I said earlier. Read the fine print. And if she wasn't reading the fine print and she was just 
waiting for the lawyers to say yes or no. The lawyers would have said, oh, it's an exclusive contract. And they wouldn't have dug deeper, perhaps. Yeah. No, and it was just amazing because that was the moment to pounce. And so that was the, the door opener. And then I said, well, you know... I don't. I don't know what I'm doing. So I. Can't, I don't want you just to drop what you're currently doing. Let's supplement. And I said every producer and director is used to getting NRG data, so you can't just come in and say, "Oh, we have this new solution with online." But at the time in 2000, online, the the best part of online was the verbatims, the open-ended responses, because people would write in their their open-ended responses with exclamation points and bold and 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 caps. So there was a feeling rather than yes or no. Right. Like when a, a person in the mall is writing someone's answers, you, you don't get really great responses. But online, they were rich. So I said, go in with NRG scores and just supplement with online verbatims. And don't tell them it's another company. And so that's what the studios did. They all went in. They showed the NRG data because that was the normative databases. And they went in with this new, robust, verbatim data. And all the studio chiefs were like, where did this come from? And they said, oh, from online. From Shelly Zellis. And then next thing you knew, you know, a couple of years later, we calibrated the scores. And it is the new norm today. I mean, I don't think any studio does research offline anymore. Everything is is online. And so it was early on in its day. We were the fastest growing research company in the world. Um, I sold the company about eight years ago to the third largest research company in the world. And it was just a um, a wow factor. And when you do something that is the first and everyone tells you it's not the right time, no one is online, it's not a representative population, for me, it made me want to do it more and prove to myself that I could build an ecosystem. Remember when we said she's a gangster, carry on. (laughs) (laughs) But this was the best. I, you know, I set my own bar. I always said I need to be the first, the second and the third. The first is the innovator the pioneer, someone that's coming up with this big new idea, but there is no marketplace for it. There is no, you know, buyer seller relationship. You have to create the need and the value. And you usually, you know, you make all the mistakes, you don't get the money. Um, And then the second person, the second person comes in and they're always the copycat. They copy everything you did, but they don't really know what's under the hood. The third is the sweeper. They come in, you already now have established a business model. They, they pick up where you left off, they have all the funding, and they win. So I always said to myself, I need to be the first, the second, and the third. And that's how I've really been pioneering you know, new things that um, are pretty crazy and pretty out there, but become the new norm. So you know, that was really the first chapter of my life. And then now, I was the only female CEO in the top 25 my whole career. Um, I knew I thought differently. All right, friends, let's talk about something we all do snack. Trust me, I've definitely overindulged in the past. But as you know, I am focused on my health these days. And I think I found the healthier snack that you don't have to lose out on the flavor. And it's definitely become my go to It first came into the house because of Kevin, he was obsessed with wonderful pistachios. And then I got addicted. And now it's in my travel bag. I don't leave home without it. It's in our glove compartments because they don't melt. Right now, my favorite flavor is the sweet chili flavor. It feels like some of the naughtier 
kind of snacks I used to use where I used to lick my fingers after. Now I lick them and I feel safer. Um, Plus, Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. That's crazy, guys. So if you're looking for the perfect snack, trust me and head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com to snag a bag of wonderful pistachios. You're going to love them. And, you know, difference was never good. Um, and it was in the just, traditional workplace. It wasn't good in the traditional workplace. Yeah, it, it just wasn't it. And then Sarah Jessica Parker, of course, says trying to be a man is a waste of a woman. Mm-hmm. And we need to celebrate our differences, which is our greatest strength. And so um, three years ago, almost four years ago, I started a new company called the Female Quotient. First came IQ, the intelligence quotient, then came EQ, the emotional quotient. Now comes FQ, the female quotient. When you add more women to any equation, there's a return on equality. And it's all about advancing women, advancing equality through next steps, solutions for change, and measurement for accountability. And it's been really a remarkable um, evolution, you know, because I, I talk about better together. Mm-hmm. I mean, what your whole show is all about, better together. Yeah, good point. And a company alone has power. Collectively, we have impact. We are better together. And when we unite on equality and work together on creating solutions and sharing the good, bad, and the ugly, we go further faster when we're together. Mm-hmm. And it's been, um, it's, it's an incredible journey. And, you know, there's a lot of different pieces to creating change. And so, you know, our business really is wrapped around four key pillars. One is pop-up lounges at big industry conferences, which you're always mm-hmm. the featured, you know, when when I tell people you're coming to a lounge, I mean, the lines are out the door. Everyone just can't <laughs> wait because you're just so real. Thanks. And you say it like it is. And, you know, we're all about unplugged conversations mm-hmm. and, and really uncovering what we need to do. We can't fix a problem if we don't understand the real yeah. challenges number one. And we don't share what's on our mind. We always cover it up and say what we're supposed to say, but not what we really feel. Mm -hmm. And so we do these unplugged conversations, you know, uh, around the world in big industry conferences. We're about to roll out lounges also in university campuses for the next generation of female leaders. Which is badass. Badass. 112 countries. So we need to talk about that. I know a couple languages. Uh, (laughs) I think you know. (laughs) una bella giornata of course and then you know the second is the business of equality so we can connect people and have unplugged conversations but we really need to move into companies and work on bias and the thing that bothers me the most is when we talk about unconscious bias I say equality is a choice unconscious bias is an excuse if you're saying the word unconscious you're conscious Mm. if we know that women on average, are making 80 cents on the dollar. Black women, 63 cents on the dollar. Latinas, 54 cents on the 54 dollar. 54 cents on the dollar? Wow. Uh, and, and, and the statistics that we see. McKinsey just you know published a report that says, if we keep going at the pace we're going, it will take over 202 years to close the wage gap. Wow. 202 years. I mean, I, 
you're a girl of action. It's that's unbelievable. just unacceptable. And no, because that has to happen in the next like five years for you. Yeah, of course, and it, it, it and it can <laughs> and, and will. it will. Yeah. Wait, no, no, you will. We will. You and your posse, the rest of us, all of Wait. us together. But you leading the charge. You'll make sure it happens because I know you were also leading the charge to get Harriet Tubman on. Was it the twenty dollar bill? Well, she should have been on the ten because the ten will be released in twenty twenty. Yes, that's what it was. And so, what happened with that? I saw that in the news that that wasn't going to happen. Also, it was originally going to be on the ten. And then um, the and the treasurer of the United States, Rosie Rios, the former treasurer, was pushing this and and brought so much visibility all around this. And you know, we we got that push through. And then there was a lot of issues with Hamilton, with the popularity of the musical. We didn't. No one wanted to let go of Hamilton on the front of the ten. Oh my God! So we ended up getting Harriet Tubman on the twenty. Okay. Um, and that was all being pushed through and i i heard that that's not going to happen anymore i know don't get me started so we're gonna have to have a whole conversation about that too okay can we create another dollar bill some kind of like a two dollar bill well that we have two dollar bills let's create a four dollar bill well listen I, you know I, I think jesus I, I think the reality is and that's what the i because if we him. can't replace somebody and that's going to be too hard let's just create another one i think so i don't i don't know why not and we don't want to be on the coin no. Right? We're not and, change. And it we're could not be, loose. <laughs> it could be. There could be no front and back. Like when we were doing the 10, we were going to put these little icons of women on the back, the yeah. suffragette movement. Yes. And we started a campaign, hashtag not going back. Like we're not going on the back. Yeah. We could do two-sided. You know, uh, someone remarkable in history yeah, that's a man not? in the front and someone on the other side. So both sides can be the front side. There are some options, but, yeah. you know, I think we, we need to activate some some change around that. Well, equality is good for economy mm. as well. Talk to people about the statistics because, I mean, not the statistics, the actual, um, the actual economic benefits to yeah. equality. Yeah, and so, you know, gender equality is not a female issue. It's a social and economic issue. Mm -hmm. And we all know the business case for equality. It is very clear. Companies that have diversity at its core are more innovative, higher retention, higher satisfaction, and we see bottom line performance. So, you know, if we actually did close the wage gap, equal pay for equal work, we could add over $4.3 trillion to the U.S. GDP by 2025. Isn't and, that what we're under now? Are we under by three trillion? I think so. Four point three, which is why they didn't want to pass the firefighters um, bill that uh, John Stewart was working so hard on, is because that asshole was like, "Oh, we don't have enough money. We're three trillion in debt, or something like that." So, hey, yeah. we could fix it with just this, it, like that. And if we get it right globally, twenty-eight trillion to the global GDP by 2025. So we know the case. Yeah. Yet, we've been talking about what we want to do. We've been signing pledges. We've been signing petitions. That's an excuse for doing nothing, in my opinion. When you sign a pledge and a petition, it says, yes, that's my responsibility. But that's, that is making yourself conscious that you want to do something. Now it's what are the steps that need to happen mm -hmm. to actually move forward and create the changes that we want to see in a step change way. I mean, it's not going to happen overnight, but there's some very clear things that we can all do if we choose to. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say, you know, equality is a choice. Unconscious bias is an excuse. It's time to open up the door, have all these conversations, figure out what we're going to do. It's going to cost some money. Yeah. 
And, you know, I mean, you know very well when you wear high heels for the first time, they pinch, they hurt. Mm -hmm. But the more you wear them, the more comfortable you get. I mean, you know, that's a tough one. To a degree. (laughs) Although the shoes Rachel wears, I I can't imagine those ever being comfortable. Oh, my God. I hate heels. Yeah, well, you're the queen of rocking some great tennis shoes. Yeah, I I have to. Um, I want to kind of switch gears because, um, you know, I think that we also can be on the ground making the case for equality individually in the workplace by negotiating fair deals and and things like that. So how do you go about or how do you advise people to negotiate in this climate Mm. Um, as a woman? How do you ask for what you deserve? How do you, when you, especially in different stages, we can kind of break it down because in the beginning you might have to get your foot in the door, right? So how does how does someone do that? We were talking about that earlier, and I kind of was a little on mm. on both sides. Like I was, I gave an example of a stylist that I worked with who would ask for the moon and the stars, had no problem, such balls. I want first class this. I want a limo to pick me up here. I need an assistant. I'm like. Stuff and I'm the talent. I'm terrified to ask for it, yeah. but I'm wrong too. Hmm. Listen, you know, it really all depends. First of all, you have to know your own value. That's my and, always been my problem. Yeah, that's oh, that has always been a problem. But I think it's a big problem for women in general because we're taught not to be divas. We're taught to be good girls. It's tough. Well, first of all, we're working on a whole new effort, and Catalyst is leading the effort on bias correct. Because there's all these words that get associated, you know, stereotyping us, you know, bossy. I mean, how often are you told you're too bossy? And, you know, that's a negative word. Mm -hmm. And by the way, when men are assertive and aggressive, that's a positive thing. But when women are, they're too bossy. And so, you know, this campaign that Catalyst launched is, what's the positive of too bossy? Give me a positive. You get shit done. You're a leader. You're ma- you're in charge. You're making sure stuff's happening. Right. And so, you know, Cheryl Sandberg says, you're not too bossy. You have executive presence. Yeah. And it's it's using a new word. Too emotional. Oh, you're too emotional. What's the positive of too emotional? I care. You're passionate. You care. And so how do we flip the script on these words that are historically negative and turn them into the positives? So and the good. thing that really pisses me off is the imposter syndrome. So yep. let's play this game. So we have these voices in our head, mm-hmm. and men probably do too, but they ignore them, and they just make them go away. Guys are just like, they're just so much more chill. And they're so, they they think their shit doesn't stink. They own their shit so much more than we do sometimes. They don't even think about it. Like you sit in, you know. With summer upon us, friends, hair is going to be even more important. Yes, we've got humidity, we've got sun, we've got all kinds of things. And sometimes it's hard to find the right shampoo for your hair. Everyone's hair is so different and there's no one size fits all solution. That's why I love Way. They have different shampoos depending on your hair type. Want volume? Fine hair and conditioner will give you that extra oomph you need. If you need some moisture and a little extra bounce, find your happy medium with medium shampoo and conditioner. And for my peeps with thick hair like me, give your hair the hydration it deserves with thick hair shampoo and conditioner. Plus, you guys already know Way carries some of my favorite hair care products I use all the time, whether it's the leave-in conditioner, which is my go-to, or the hair oil. They give my hair this hydrating refresh all summer long. Wash your way to healthier hair. <laughs> See what I did there? With shampoos and conditioners made just for you. Go to the way, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Use the code Squad for 15% off your entire purchase. That's theway.com, T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com. Use the code Squad. 
your hair deserves it. Someone's laying on the sofa watching football. You said, what are you thinking about? Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. They're Could just you watching TV at home, nothing? watching the game, having their beer. Right. Kevin is- laughs all the time. He's like, Maria, this is us with the remote in our hands. We don't care. You guys are running around. I got to get this. I got to get that birthday present. I got to put this in the calendar. I got I to gotta get my nails done. I gotta, and I'm like, yes. Everything's not going to get done. We have to do everything. Exactly. And so think about that. The imposter syndrome. If there's 10 skills for great leaders, right? If a guy could do six out of 10, he's like, yep, I got this. And mm-hmm. they'll raise their hand and push themselves front and center. If we can't do 10 out of 10, we perfectly. say, oh, perfectly, we're like, I'm not qualified, I'm not ready, we opt out. Yeah. Right? And so my girlfriend, Wendy Clark, says, you just got to shut that bitch up in your head. <laughs> right? <laughs> and Ariana like Huffington says, get rid of the obnoxious roommate. But who wrote those skills? Those were 20th century leadership skills Mm. written by men for men because women weren't in the workplace. What's the 21st century skill? The masculine, decisive, aggressive, analytic, linear, the feminine, power, um, emotive, nurturing, collaborative, right? Passionate. Imagine those being the best qualities of leaders today. Who would the imposter be now? Let's rewrite the script and start thinking about that because we know the best leaders today have those feminine qualities, mm-hmm. not the hierarchical, aggressive, yeah. linear, you need power, that. you know, kind of, you know, characteristics. Well, times are so different now, too, especially with the millennials. They need that other part. Listen, and, millennials and by have the way, purpose in their I, DNA. We all need it. Of course. And and, and it works. Mm-hmm. And the characteristics, the feminine characteristics, are caregiving characteristics. And yet we're losing our best leaders to caregiving because we are not creating um, the right policies inside of corporations. We're not creating a culture of care encouraging our best talent to rise to the top. We're losing our best talent in middle management, or what I call the messy middle. And so we have to really think about if we want to attract and retain the best talent, not the available talent. Mm, yep. It's not about doing exit interviews. Ariana says, why do we do exit interviews? Everyone's gone. Yeah. We need to do life stage interviews. At every stage of life, we need to accommodate our talent. Our talent is our people. They're our greatest assets, our greatest resources. And it's not just about being a mother and accommodating, you know, the, the time that we need to spend with our family. Look at your life. You know, you need time. Mm-hmm. You needed time to heal yep. and, and to get well. Should I not accommodate? If I want to keep my best talent, you are the best talent I've ever met in hosting shows and, and people and creating relationships and, and having unplugged conversations. I don't want to lose you. Yeah. I want to accommodate you at every stage of your life. And I think that's what we have to start thinking about um, in the workplace today. If we truly want to create the, the, the future of work with five generations in the workplace, Gen Z coming in, traditionalists moving out, but retiring later, we need to create multi-generational teams, but we also need to create policies in the workplace that allow everyone to rise and thrive and bring their best self to the table. So now how do you go about negotiating then as a woman? Mm. So like as a person to me, first of all, the problem with salaries, you know, because we're so unequal already, um, men have been making salaries longer, so they've been getting promotions. So they're already at a higher level from when we came in, which is why, you know, we're not going to be able to retrofit the system. So here we are today. So the first thing we have to do is shut the door of the past 
here we are today, open a new one and move forward with positivity and, and intention and equality, you know, mindsets, number one. Mm-hmm. Number two, when I sold my company, and I was, of course, a CEO of my own world, so I paid myself whatever I paid myself. Now I'm an employee again because I sold my company. My company had 250 employees in six cities. I joined a company with 16,000 employees in 83 countries. I was doing $60 million in profitable revenue. This new company was doing $2.6 billion in profitable revenue. And I was um, going to be one of 12 on a board, on the public board. It's a public company. And so the lawyer at the company said, so how much, you know, what, what kind of compensation are you looking for? And I said, I, I don't know. I have two options. I can go ask around what I should be making or just pay me what you're paying everyone else on the board. I don't want more. I don't want less. Whatever they're making is what I want to make. Mm-hmm. And she came back to me after and she goes, oh, gosh, you know, you now have the best salary, the best bonus and the best equity package. I said, why? She says, because everyone was at different levels and I didn't know what to do because you made me responsible for you. So I just gave you the best of what everyone else has. I said, great. Can you make sure when they get a raise, you tell me? <laughs> oh, my and so, God. You know, I think. I negotiated my value without negotiating. I put the responsibility on the company. It's the company's responsibility. What my responsibility was to know that I wanted to be paid fairly mm-hmm. and equally. So that's all I said. And if it's a, a, a great company, which I worked for a great company, um, transparency and, and doing the right thing is what I expect. Yeah. So I just put it in their court. And, you know, if anyone then comes back and says, well, you're not this or you're not that, you know, that's when you really do have to know your value and be willing to stand up for that. But just asking to ask isn't the right thing. You need to really understand where you are relative to others in your group, Mm -hmm. what you're contributing. And, you know, and I also say to people that always come, you know, millennials are amazing, but they also every three months think that, you know, they're going to get a raise and a promotion (laughs) and a promotion. And, you know, I will always tell someone, first of all, leadership is not about age. It's about action. And it's not about title. Don't wait for a title to be a leader. Good point. Every one of us should be a leader of our own self and of others around us. The best leaders are those that inspire others to be their best selves. Mm -hmm. Be a leader. Lead. Show me. Yeah that you you got this and then it's just going to happen yeah you know and so because i'm not going to want to lose you and i would never lose my you know my best talent and they know that yeah but i don't want someone coming to me saying if you don't do this i'm gonna you know go find another job or if someone comes to me and says i interviewed at other places and this is what i can make i would say go take it yeah because I hire for passion and train for skill. Kevin period. says that. That's Kevin's line. I hire for heart, train for skill. He's been saying that for years. It's heart. so funny. Well, you know, I you guys a lot. are very similar. Well, we I, we know that. We mm-hmm. love, Kevin, we love you. And you know, I always say it's not about the head. That's cognitive. You can rationalize decisions and talk yourself in or out of something, but when you follow your heart, mm-hmm. it takes you what right or wrong where you know you belong yeah. at least for that moment. What about for the women who don't really know their value or are afraid to appear like a diva? Well, listen, diva is, and Stephanie McMahon from uh, WWE, who we love, Mm -hmm. will tell you, you know, they changed the divas to... Yep. Uh, which is, she gave me a title belt. I have a title belt. I Hello? love it. I have, have you one seen? too, yeah. 
course. It's heavy. I know. I was going to earn it at one point, and then I had brain surgery, so I can't do it again. Yeah, well, (laughs) you actually go in the ring. I'm like... I earned mine just from being a chief troublemaker. Mine says chief troublemaker on one side. And That's amazing. Shelly's house on the other side. Like, I'm obsessed with my... Uh, I, I walked around wearing it in the heat in the south of France at the Cannes Lions That's Festival because awesome. I was so proud of my belt. Um, but, uh, you know, it, it really... It's, it's about heart. And I, I think that's... Not a diva, diva. Is, is, is a word... There are a lot of people that just have the sense of entitlement and I want and just do great work. And, and Mika Brzezinski is, is really um, all about knowing your value. And she wrote. Actually, about we need this. to have her on the show. She's amazing. I, I was going to go I speak come with, on her. with her. I was going to go speak at her event and then I wasn't able to. I forget why. It was like in San Francisco, but she'll be amazing on the show, actually. And the advice that she has is. Remarkable, yeah, and you know, we, especially we, being someone on camera in our world too. For anybody that is is pursuing that, and I, you know, and I think her advice is amazing. And we do mentorship in the moment advice. It's not about advice from one person pushing wisdom down. It's about wisdom being shared all around. It's bits and bites yeah. of thirty second pieces of advice on different topics from women who have been there, done that. Because mm-hmm. we all have experiences, and so the word diva, just like I talked about bias correct, has a preconceived negative connotation. Be great, bring value, inspire others around you. Become invaluable. That's mm-hmm. and 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 know your value because sometimes you come in and you just expect things that aren't going to ever happen. Yeah, you know. Or when you're a small company like me, I'm a tiny little company. We're 27 full time people, self funded, doing amazing work. Um, but I don't have money to pay. As a first time mom with a baby, I'm always on the go. Whether it's running errands, getting my coffee, going to doctor's appointments, or just spending quality time with little Athena, and that's why I rely on wonderful pistachios to keep me fueled and ready for anything, no matter where I am. Kevin even keeps us bag stashed in the nursery, <laughs> you know, for the nighttime hunger moments. Wonderful pistachios comes in a variety of flavors and sizes, making them the perfect snack to have literally any time. Whether I'm enjoying them during a quick break in between taping this show, or I'm on the go and it's in the diaper bag. I do carry it in my travel bag and they're in my car. At this point, when I'm leaving the house, I think keys, wallet, wonderful pistachios. <laughs> Bonus, wonderful pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts with six grams of protein in every one ounce serving. So on top of all that, they keep me feeling satisfied. I'm energized while I'm juggling all this crazy stuff in life. Next time you're looking for a convenient and guilt-free snack, head over to www.wonderfulpistachios.com and stock up on your favorite flavors today. Minus the sweet chili. Big salaries, but I, we, we're happy. We yeah. are a really, everyone comes to work feeling purpose-driven. That's after passion. TV. That's where we're at. Same yeah. thing. And that's the kind of people, and that's why, you know, Kevin is so right. I say hire for passion, train for skill. My team, we're one family. We share the good, bad, the ugly. We fight hard together, but we also play hard yep. together. And what we can look back on in life is that we are impacting change and leaving a legacy. And so it's not always about money. And that's what I think we all need to understand. If you're in a company and not, and even if you're getting paid a lot of money, but you're not satisfied and you're not doing work that you feel happy about, I don't care how much they want to pay you or how much you get out of there. It corrodes your soul at some point. It does. And you have one life. Mm -hmm. Don't waste it. You know, every day matters. I wake up every day, good or bad. I travel around the globe. I'm exhausted sometimes, but I've never been more exhilarated in my entire life. 
and I'm not making the paycheck that I, I used to make. I don't. I would not trade in for a minute what I am doing today to give back with generosity what I wish I had rising the ranks and knowing that I am truly impacting change and bringing all of us together, doing it together. We're better together, yeah. and and I think that's you know I'm really proud of that. And so you know I would give that advice. Love what you do, and if you do, you will do a wonderful job, and it will be recognized. Yeah. What about? My friend Dimitri, you know Dimitri, we were having this conversation recently. He's like, when you're amazing at what you do, you intimidate a lot of people. And a lot of people get jealous. And that's when you start getting the daggers and the torture and all of that stuff. And he started realizing it recently when he would pinch hit and help somebody on set with something he was really good at. And then the team that was supposed to be good at it was terrible at it. And they wanted to murder him. And I said... I had that experience a lot in my career. What do you do when you are encountering these jealous, insecure people that are making your life so fucking miserable that you want to quit your dream and quit all of it? Listen, you know, to me, that's running from where you need to be. Kill them with kindness, first of all, and always stay true to who you are. Because that's what you own at the end of the day. And don't compare yourself to haters will always hate. And you can't change them. You can only continue to be who you are. And you will blossom and find your way um, moving in the direction. I always say, you know, authenticity. And authenticity to me is an inauthentic word. It's about being real and genuine. Because you can't fake it consistently. You can a couple of times, but not consistently. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when you are truly who you are consistently, you will flourish and find your way and let them be the followers. The other day I had a young girl, um, she was 16 years old, called me and said, you know, I'm having a real problem at school. Um, I'm never invited to sit at the popular girl's table and it really hurts my feelings. And and I said to her, why do you want to sit at a table with mean girls? Mm. They might be popular girls, but they're mean girls. Why do you want to follow that crowd? I said, instead, there's plenty of people not invited to that table. Make your own new table and become the new popular girls in your own circle. And let those other girls be jealous. Mm -hmm. Jealousy is a really ugly, ugly um, trait. And, you know, you grow old and gray really fast. So, you know, (laughs) anyone that is a mean girl does not, you know, who cares? You know, and, and you just have to dismiss that but not become that and there's a, an amazing most beautiful do you know Lizzie Velasquez Mm-mm. she oh yes of course okay. I follow her on Instagram I think because of you maybe yeah oh my. so she's the most beautiful person in the whole world and and you know bullying it's sort of being bullied you yeah. know when people just don't no, want to like you because you are you know, doing so well. You're bright well, you know and light. I've dealt with it, and I literally wanted to die. Of course. And I got sick. Of course you did. And so that's why, you know, she talks about this. She has a very, very, very rare disease, and she can't gain weight, and she's very skinny, and, and she can't see that very well. And she said she had no idea what she really looked like until one day she was online, and, and someone said, you know, kill the monster. And it really hurt her feelings and now she stands up for bullying and she says she feels sorry for those people you know and and she wishes them all so well 
She is the most beautiful person mm-hmm. I have ever met in my entire life. And she has confidence. Confidence is beautiful. And she shines her light on everyone else. And so we have a choice. Do we choose, you know, playing the game with haters and jealous people that just are not happy with their own life and want to take you on? Or do we surround ourselves with good people, intentional people, positive people, and then those other people will want to come into the crowd and we will welcome them. And I I think that's just what we have to do is not look at what's not. We don't need those people in our life. Yeah. And even if you're, you know, working with them and you don't have a choice, you do have a choice of hanging out with them or not. Just don't. Yeah. And, you know, kill them with kindness and just be you because your beauty is what shines, you know, through and through and wherever you are. You're doing something right generally when they're when they're doing that. <laughs> of course. And you're raising the bar to yeah, another I, that, level. I had to have so many conversations with myself. I'm like, okay. <laughs> It should be flattering. Their attention is towards you because they want what you have and they can't or whatever it is. Like I'd have all these conversations and yeah, I should be flattered. Kevin would talk to me, but I'm like, it's so painful. Yeah, listen, it hurts. But you know what? When when it when it does, and this is, you know, Madeline Albright always says women that don't support other women deserve a place in hell. Mm-hmm. We say women that support other women deserve a place in heaven. And I say people that support other people is what makes the world go around. And we used to live in a very competitive, hierarchical, linear, who's better than who world. Today, we know that collaboration is so much more powerful and impactful than mm-hmm. competition. Yeah. And those are the people that you know you are attracting and that will stick to you. And that is a winner. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and I think that's, that's really true leadership. It's not those that motivate and push, push it down. It's those that inspire all around. And, and those leaders will rise yeah. and, and shine, you know, at the end of the day. Well, I know for me, the, the good part of, of that experience was, A, I didn't really belong. And so I feel like it was like God pushing me out of the things I didn't belong in that I would have stayed in because I was making money. Um, like making a lot of money and how, you know, my poor dad would be like, Maria, I didn't make that kind of money my whole life. And so you can get stuck in some things. But I also was able to transfer all of that here to AfterBuzz TV, which is where we're shooting the show right now until my studio gets fixed. It looks pretty Um, good to me. Thanks. And, And be able to create an environment that was completely opposite. But I wouldn't have known that if I hadn't gone through all of this stuff. Everything happens for a reason. You know, I actually was just um, giving a speech at Disney today, and it was it was about my journey, and I compared myself to different Disney characters and, and at every chapter. And I talked about chapter one. I followed the rules, and that did not work for me. I got a terrible review because I pushed people too hard. Relationships were, you know, key to me. You know, all these things. I was supposed to be an order taker. And, you know, that just that didn't work out for me. But the guy that gave me that review, it was a four-page typed written kind of thing because I'm old, and it was typewriters at the time. I still am very good friends with. And he says, you owe me a big thank you. And I said, why have you given me the worst review of my life? He says, no, because I gave you that review and you still have it, it made you who you are today. Mm -hmm. It made you understand what you want and make choices and be yourself and bring your best self to the table. And I said, you're right. And that's what happened to you, Maria. That forced you to look at your life and say, what do you value? What is important to you? It's not the money. Mm -mm. It's... 
there's treasures in so many different ways. And now you are treasuring, you know, the important moments in your life and you're thoughtful about the people you want to be with. Mm -hmm. And you can hire the people to surround you that are filled with love and positivity and energy forces that, you know, are just bringing so much more light and love around you. And look at how much more successful, not monetary, who cares how much and that probably will come but how much more successful you are as a human in every aspect of your life and feeling so much more fulfilled than going to work every day like dreading going to get a paycheck now you come to work every day to get a purpose driven reward and a passion driven reward that's real value Mm -hmm. that's gold i mean i work for free on this show every week right Technically, I pay I pay to do this show. I'm not making money off this show. And I've never been happier or felt better or felt like I was getting more. Right. You couldn't pay me to leave this show because what I'm getting from it is so much more. And, and, And that's that's what's most important at the end of the day, especially at this chapter in our life. You know, entry level, you start and you and you don't even know what you want until you figure out what you don't want. I tell my kids this all the time. They're like, what? You know, 22, 24, 27. I said, you don't really know what you want unless you want to be a doctor, lawyer, accountant. That's like, you know, kind of until you figure out what you don't want. Yeah. And I said, I've never gone to a a job. I didn't even know that I was falling into a market research company when I started. I thought I was going to an ad agency. (laughs) And I ended up in market research and I got a D in statistics. So how I ended up. (laughs) Oh my God, I didn't know that. Well, it's actually very funny because I did, I got a D on my midterm in college. And when I sold my company uh, for a lot of money, and I'm a now market research, you know, expert. In, in data, dying. My professor called me, Hague Nelbanchin, and he said, "Are you the same Shelly Alice?" <laughs> Stop it! So I was on the cover of the New York Times, and he goes, "Are you the same Shelly Alice that got a D in statistics in my class?" <gasps> it was, yeah. I said, "Oh, that was me." And I wow. said, "By the way," and he's no longer a professor. He's now doing consulting, and you know he's really incredible. But he said, "I said, by the way." Numbers are complicated. Can we figure out how to tell stories out of numbers? I said, because that's how I really did it. I started telling stories with numbers. I said, but I never could figure out that, you know, in the moment he started laughing. So, Oh, that's great. Yeah. So you, you don't know what you want to do. <laughs> yeah. But you can figure out what you don't want to do. You can figure out the types of people you don't want to work with. Mm-hmm. You could figure out the the corporate bullshit that you don't want to deal with, yes. you know, and that's when I started my company. I created the uncorporate rules. I created the rules. I undid everything that I hated about corporate America Ugh, and yes, and how I could truly, you know, be a CEO with all the dimensions in my life from, you know, a career to my family, to community, to my friends and find a few seconds for myself as well. And, and, and that's what, what happens in life. Yeah. You don't know until you know. I like that because I now know so much about what I don't want um, because of everything that I've gone through. And so when I'm looking at job offers, people, you know, they'll say, oh, they want you to host this thing or whatever. And I'm like, "Um, no, not right for me. And I know what's right and I know what's not right. And I look at the people involved and the people have to be right because the people have been so wrong so often in my life that I'm like, nope, not willing to go there anymore. I'd rather sell extension cords. And also (laughs) be your own boss and and decide who you're hiring. And, And that's, 
where you go in life and and you don't know what the next chapter is but you know where you are now and you yeah. know what makes you happy and you know what gives you that energy boost yep. and that's what we're craving and like why not you're not boss you're the boss it's nice yeah and you're not a boss that just pushes command down you share it and everyone in your team i mean they're so gracious and it's because you are paying it forward with generosity yeah. and they're very lucky thanks well guys lucky people speaking of do you have any questions for Shelly in the booth? I don't really have any questions. I'm just blown away. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Like I really like a lot of the business philosophy and something that really spoke to me was the the three steps of you do it first and then somebody does it wonkily without knowing what's under the hood. And then the third one where you say that you wanted to do it yourself and be the person who sweeps it out. And I'm wondering, how did you come up with that philosophy? Were there any other businesses that you looked at that were like, this is what's happening? Or is it just kind of an innate business mindset you're like wow this is kind of happening i need to make sure that people don't do this to my concept and my idea no it was my idea and it started gaining a lot of traction and i had a lot of copycats and so i'm like there's no way no anyone's going to beat me at my game and so i had to keep competing with myself and it uh, was really interesting because when i had to write my first business plan to get a raise I sold the same company three times and so when I had to write a business plan it was funny because someone said okay put a business plan together I said how can I write a business plan with something that no one's ever done before there's no competitive set yeah I am the competitive set and I said so I'm just going to make up the numbers just to be clear because I have no idea what's going to happen I'm starting it today and yep and so I I kind of had to make up my business plan and I knew that I would always exceed whatever I put on paper because that's just who we are you know we have to beat ourselves and we're in the same position with after buzz tv there's nobody like us so yeah we're like when uh, you're in a category we're we're putting our our business plan together for investors i'm like how do we who are we going to compare it to right there's no comparison and so you know now i mean online research is the new norm but when i did it there was nothing nothing yeah and so i just made it up and and then had to deliver on it and zig and zag along the way and you know i remember when i first started doing surveys online everyone was like well people online lie people you know you you can't see their faces and i said (laughs) really i said you think in the mall when it's a rainy weekend and you know people are outside with their papers writing answers and stopping you in the mall to get your opinions you really think that they got all those answers yeah and they didn't make them up they to just to go home i said really <laughs> i said so you want to compare the two or you think on the telephone you know people tell the truth i said let's not look at the things that are wrong with it let's think about the things that are right with it i've been there yeah so there's no one else that can tell you what was under the hood because I actually touched every aspect of it. And and that's why the business plan, and when I sold, actually, I had VCs looking at my business plan, and they gave me a banker when I sold to Ipsos to write the bank book. And they took my beautiful company and put it into like 70 pages with little tiny numbers on you know the pages and you'd flip and they handed it back to me and said okay tomorrow you have all these you know um, meetings to sell the company i said well i don't know whose company this is i'm not going to do pages of numbers and bring it to bankers that's that's not and they said well that's how you're supposed to do it i said well not how i do it i said my company is a wow factor you every page you turn has to excite and delight you and so I said, so I'm going to take it. And they started yelling at me, this is the way it's done. I said, well, I'm not pitching that company because that's not my company. It might be, 
you think intact. And so I did this whole presentation that had like talking characters and color and vibrancy. And it was just like every page excited and delighted. It was a story. And we ended up selling Story the sell. Mm. They just do. They do, of course. Everything. And everything. Has to, it's a feeling. It's a story. And this is why we call you the chief troublemaker. Yeah, because because you I've, don't follow the rules. You no. do what you feel and what's right. And we create the new ones. Yeah. Because if I did what the bankers wanted, which, by the way, was what generic you're supposed to do. But yeah. I would have looked like every other company. Yeah. I, I didn't want to look the same. Yeah. I wanted to stand out. Anytime I've done that, I've succeeded, too. It's like, but you have to have the balls to say, hmm, I'm going to fail on my own, or I'd rather fail on my own than fail listening to you to do something that doesn't feel right in my gut. If it doesn't feel right, it's it's not right. And that's the same thing with your whole career. Like, you always knew when it, it didn't feel right, mm-hmm. but we stay because... We're supposed to. It's easy. We take look care at of your all family. the. the th- we have to take care of. It. We think about. And listen, I'm not saying we shouldn't make those decisions too. You yeah. know, th- there are you know those 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 decisions that you have to make. But when you were ready and you knew and you could, yep, you made that choice versus this choice. Exactly. You chose this path versus this path. Yep. Yep. You know? Absolutely. Anyways, long winded answer I to love your question, it. Steph. Do you have any questions? No, I'm just curious about our last and final question that we always ask because it seems that she is killing it every day in her individual life. Okay, Shelly. This could be this is a very broad question we ask everybody. How are you getting better in your daily life? Are you doing something new to get better at anything, whether it's health or um or career, whatever it is? I think um first of all I'm drinking more water. Good. Forcing myself. Less sugar, maybe, too? Less candy? Mm-hmm. A little more sleep? Mm-hmm. No? Okay. Well, more water. More water. More Let's water. start with more water. <laughs> and I really am more present, you know, really living in the moment and focus. When I am with the family, I am really with the family. That's and great. I'm trying to be really present. That's amazing. Doesn't it feel good? It feels great because, you know, when you try to be everything for everybody and, you know, listen, my kids are are grown. And so, you know, everyone is kind of all over the place. But I really, um, you know, we're taking a week to go to Cabo, which I'm very excited about. And in that moment, you know, I usually get up early to do my calls and my messages by the time the kids and, and Phil get up. Well, Phil's always up early, but by the time they all get up and we go to breakfast, I put my phone away now and just stay present and so if you live in the moments and not try to do everything at the same time because then you're not doing anything really well it's it's so important because life happens so fast and you never know when something's going to happen and you're going to regret not having been present like i i look back and i'm i'm present and i'm not i'm present and i'm not and and it's like what if some like that's why I'm going home and I'm going to be with my family because I'm like, what if something happens with my mom? I'm not going to take for granted that mm. she's doing so great. I want to go spend time. Absolutely, I live in the moment and- to enjoy them as much as I can. And so you have to you have to think about those things in life, whether you're 20 or 40 or 80, whatever it is. That is special time with the people you care about, the people you love, and yourself. 100%. Like you've got to give yourself the reason we are in such like. 
um, mental overload and people are getting sick and there's so much suicide. I really believe like these phones are too much. Social media is too much. There's so much chatter in our brains and we don't even realize how exhausted we are. I know from having a brain tumor and from having to slow down my days, I feel it so fast when I'm, I get cooked so quick now. And then I lay down for a 15 minute meditation and then I'm rejuvenated and I get back up. And mm. if I have to do it again, I'll do it again. No apologies. And it's it's really living in truth. And I think that that's really um, so important. And I have a no regret policy. I never want to look back in life and say shoulda, woulda, coulda. So yeah. I think forward and I say, will I miss this moment? And and you know, you know what's happening, you know, with um, my niece's daughter. And yep. I'm supposed to give a speech in Florida tomorrow. And I just will feel bad not being here. This is her first week um, you know, of chemo, and I don't want to miss it. I yeah. want to. I want to be here to 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 help. And it was just such an easy decision for me. Yeah. The answer was, I'm going to miss that. Yeah. And I'm I'm going to be here. And so it is about making choices and being thoughtful about them, and and living in your own truth. Yep. I love it, and I love you, Shelley. Thank and you so much. I love much. you, Maria. <laughs> All right. And full disclosure, I'm rushing to a doctor's appointment, so we don't have time to find out what Steph and Steven learned, but we did hear throughout the interview. So anyhow, um, if you want to know more about Shelly Zalis, where can they find her? Shelly Zalis in the female quotient at female, the female quotient dot com. Okay. And then, of course, at Shelly Zalis yes, on Instagram. across Instagram and all social media platforms, female quotient. And... Thank you guys for joining us, as always. Um, You can rate, comment, subscribe, and make us super happy. That would be so kind. Social out any of your favorite episodes. Share it so that the community can continue to grow and we can all be better together. Thank you so much. In the meantime, follow us at Maria Menounos, at Shelley Zalas, at Steph Sabra, at Stephen Lemieux Photo. Yes! Hey, I did that off my memory. And remember, be nice people, make good choices, and be present. Well, that's it for today, Heal Squad. Before I let you go, I want to make sure you don't forget to take care of yourself today. I'll be making sure I'm not forgetting to get outside, do my meditations, and of course, keep myself fueled with some sweet, chili, wonderful pistachios. Wonderful pistachios, as you know, are my go-to when hunger strikes because they're one of the highest protein nuts providing all nine essential amino acids, and they're great for on-the-go snacking. So... When you're ready to elevate your snacking game, visit wonderfulpistachios.com to grab a bag 